welcome to Upbringing. We're Hannah and Kelty, twins, mothers, and works in progress. Upbringing is a movement that empowers us all to engage bravely with the hardest aspects of parenting, to create positive change in ourselves, our families, and the world. Join us to build intention, elevate skills, and align our parenting practices with our greatest ideals. When we practice trust over fear, connection over control, and progress over perfection, we're not just raising our kids, we're raising ourselves. Let's show up and grow up. Today's episode is supported by The Raja Press, an online boutique that celebrates life's adventures through fine jewelry. Designer and curator Katie Shadwick has impeccable taste and collects a beautiful array of hand-picked and reimagined vintage, as well as newly designed fine jewelry from San Francisco and beyond. We definitely love how geometric and timeless mm. her pieces are, and we have several earrings and rings from the Raja Press. Yeah. yeah. Um, I also love that they donate to Planned Parenthood. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Visit therajapress.com and enter code UPBRINGING for 15% off your order. Now on to our empowerment. Welcome to our empowerment episodes, where we run through one of our 12 empowerments, our mantras, our mindsets, our principles, our beliefs, and get into the nitty gritty of what they mean to us right now in this moment. And practically through kind of some situations. We have this idea, season two, what are we going to do? We're going to do a conversation every Monday, and then every other Monday we're going to do an empowerment episode where mm-hmm. we dive into this empowerment. We maybe start with a, a mini feature of sorts where we... Oh, I'm sad to miss the feature episodes I know this season. They were a little long. Um, we'll see if we bring them back. But <laughs> a little long-winded, at least, Kel. <laughs> at least for now. But like we can bring that feature to the beginning of an episode. So we'll do that today. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, maybe bring it all together you know, in the realm of parenting, which could be kind of fun. I think this episode, our first episode, season two of these empowerments, um, is going to be a little bit different, just situationally. (laughs) It's just snuffy. Um, But it's also funny just thinking our last You and Me Twin Talking episode, we were entering into spring break. We had colds and we were like, we need to focus on us and take some time and recalibrate yeah and also just bank episodes which we haven't really done we have not no this this is um sunday mother's day we're recording for tomorrow morning it's nine o'clock at night (laughs) (laughs) we're looking out on the farm and it's a beautiful sunset Mm. and we're just sitting here with so much gratitude and a boda box of wine and we have a lot to share well I think what we expected this break would be would be some time to think ahead, work ahead, do all of those things. Mm-hmm. And I think what it ended up being was to just like dig deeper about ourselves, about upbringing, about our family, and just kind of really just settle in and dive into those things. And it was what it was, and it was wonderful. Um, I have no regrets at all. Do you, Kel? No, I don't. I feel really good. Um, but I want you to share the feature. I feel like I kind of spearheaded most of the feature episodes for season one. And I want to hear the feature that you have uh, well, for this the beginning idea, of our episode. You know, this idea of the hard stuff being the good stuff. 
one of my favorite poet, you know, mystics, sages, sages is Rumi. And one of my favorite um, works of his is called The Guest House. And it just really makes me think about the hard stuff and the good stuff and how do those things coexist, especially, you know, on days like today, our grandpa died today and we were at his bedside and it was really was it was all the things and um that's why we're super sniffy (laughs) the show must go on who knows what this episode is even going to be i don't even know what we're capable of at this point do you remember when you heard the guest house for the first time um i think it i don't know i feel like dad like kind of sent us those things and told us about Rumi in middle school and high school, but I think, I think it was I think it was in that book that we read sometimes before dinner. We would like mom and dad would be like pick something out to read when oh we God, sat hippies. down. Yeah. Total hippies. And it was like you know, some sort of like dinner table gratitude book or something. But I feel like I this poem was in that. That's what I remember. I don't remember it being there. I it really hit me in a real way in college. My boyfriend uh, at the time bought it for me um, because he knew I liked Rumi and I had just read through and it had beautiful art with the drawings and and like I, I remember seeing that and being like holy fucking shit this is my life this is it's all the things and like do I want to well we'll just have to read okay, it we'll so we can it. talk about it it's called the guest house this being human is a guest house every morning a new arrival a joy a depression a meanness Some momentary awareness comes as an unexpected visitor. Welcome and entertain them all, even if they are a crowd of sorrows who violently sweep your house empty of its furniture. Still, treat each guest honorably. He may be clearing you out for some new delight. The dark thought, the shame, the malice. Meet them at the door laughing and invite them in. Be grateful for whatever comes because each has been sent as a guide from beyond I love that yeah and I think it just kind of rolls us right into um, our empowerment did you pull the empowerment up so we could just read it the, oh, read shit, the, our, the kind of our definition of it which you know we got them all listed on our website but our empowerments are these kind of guideposts that we realized what are what's fucking important to us what is affecting us every day how do we want to be kind of guided um, with our interactions with our days with our weeks with our months well I think I mean we talk about this a little bit in a couple of our intro episodes you can scroll back but I think that we kept coming up against these hopes for our children for their um what their lives would look like what they'd be like all of these things and those things really came into contrast with the experiences we were having with them as two three four and five year olds we just kept being like oh shit they're not doing any of those things they're not looking like they're becoming these people (sighs) like so much of our stress and um anxiety came from the fact that our dreams for them felt very disconnected from our day-to-day life. Um, And so I think we created these 12 empowerments and they were worded in a way that 
connected us to the obstacle to those dreams and empowered us to transcend that obstacle yeah you know for the greater good for progress for transformation for elevation for yeah. our own upbringing alongside our kids so yeah i feel like one of the first ones sorry is, i keep sniffing that's okay sniffy uh we see the hard stuff as the good stuff it's sort of the foundation for upbringing really yeah and do you want me to read it sure okay go we go. just have like a brief little description for each of them but go to our website at upbringing.co to read more here it is we see the hard stuff as the good stuff Though we're programmed to avoid discomfort, the hard stuff happens to be our greatest opportunity to thrive. Leaning into the struggles of daily life sets us free and allows us to build brains, skills, and connection within our families. Pretty counterintuitive stuff. Basically, you know, growing up thinking good, bad, happy, sad, nice, bad mean yeah Yeah. like we things are very black and white rigid um as far as our experiences go what's good for us what's bad for us and we just i don't know we don't believe that's true the more i don't know i think parenting especially and then you know at pertinent to tonight like death of loved ones today and before has helped us see there is immense opportunity and potential in these really really tough situations that we would normally turn away from reject label yeah avoid shame and then seeing that that same kind of rule applies to when our kids are having a tantrum or when they're getting into the plants again or when they won't get in their car seat or, you know, when they're saying mean things to us that these hard things, if we can actually pay attention to them and face them honestly and lovingly and not see them as bad but good, we have the potential to transform ourselves, our kids, our relationship, our family, and beyond, you know? Yeah, but... I think, Han, that that's a big ask. And we were talking about it this yeah. week. We did a talk at our kids' Montessori school um, oh. for parents about sibling strife. And the, the principal of the school was like, just talk about siblings. And we prepared this thing for a couple of days before. And we came in and we're like, oh, shit. Does she just want us to like talk about like games siblings gender can play or, or gender stuff yeah. or like what because um, all we really wanted to talk about is sibling conflict and why it's valuable and not negative yeah and I think that I think upbringing has given us this gift which is a window into examining all of the hardest things all the challenges all the conflicts anything in our lives and trying to find not just like a silver lining, but trying to lean in and embrace it, knowing that we will grow from it and we can benefit from that engagement. And it's that there's true value, inherent value in any of these things. I think it started maybe for us as silver lining, like, okay, conflict is going to be here. Um, Strife is going to be here. There's going to be shit going down and we can't stop that. It's inevitable. And same goes with sibling conflicts with anything. But so if we can acknowledge it as inevitable, can we then say, 
okay, let's work with it. Okay, let's not do those things like you said. Turn away, um, disregard, hide from it. Like, all those things. Yeah. Totally. Is this the most boring episode ever? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> We're not raised that way, so... It's it's a little tricky, tricky. Mm-hmm. And you and I are feeling a little maudlin right now. A, a little, little bit. bit. We're like, happy our, Mother's like, I feel like Day. my brain is like cracked open right now. And my heart is broken right now. And all the things. But it's really weird how like, when I go through those like, really intense, fucking terrible moments. Like, like what? Like a loved one dying. Or like, something terrible happening that... I also feel more alive and connected to the love than I would normally do ever. It's all the things. The hard stuff and the good stuff are forever connected. When it's that good, there's the fear that it could be that bad, that you could lose it. When it's that bad, there's the gratitude of all the beauty and and just wonderfulness that you've had, you know? And like, I just feel like hearing grandma today, like... I think that was the hardest part of today was hearing grandma... (sighs) talking to grandpa yeah before he died yeah but it was so it was hard because it was just so fucking beautiful just you know without like giving too much of their stuff but just that they've had their ups and downs and that here they are like what did she call them like partners in crime forever and she knew that there would be an end to their road but it's not forever and that they would always be together. They would always yeah. be together. And like, and that they've had their ups and downs. Oh, sure. Oh, boy, have they. And, you know, but those sparks, she called them sparks, which you we always think like sparks are like... Like sparks flying. Yeah, the yeah. good stuff. When but she sparks, said that, I thought she meant like attraction and connection. Yeah, but I think she meant sparks as in like could burn the house down like kind of thing the the tough stuff but the hard stuff and the good stuff they're all sparks you know but she said we've had our yeah. sparks and then we came together and we're closer after yeah we were better for them she said yeah yeah that was just pretty amazing yeah, cheers to the sparks cheers to the sparks yeah. in like all of our lives just with our kids with our parents, with our grandparents, with our friends, with our co-workers, that any kind of spark, good or bad, is, is authentic, it's real, it's progress, it's moving us all forward toward whatever we need to be moving toward. It's meant to be. Sparks are meant to be, you guys. I love that. <laughs> this is such a like big meta episode. I know. <clears throat> We're not really getting into the yeah. nitty-gritty today. But I don't know if we can have any like specific kid examples. Um I could have a specific example from this morning. Okay. <clears throat> I went to bed thinking that I might get a text or a call that Grandpa would die. And I, I didn't get it. And I woke up in the morning because I heard the door open and my husband and two kids walked in with pieces of paper in their hands. And I realized, oh my God, they're bringing me Mother's Day cards and this is so great. And the second they walked through the sh- threshold, my daughter, who's five, like crumpled to the ground and just had a total fit meltdown that the entrance wasn't right. And I was just like, oh my God, (laughs) the entrance to Mother's Day gifting wasn't right and she's ruining Mother's Day because of this. And that was my first thought. 
And my second thought was... She's four and a half. Yeah. She's four and a half. And she wants it to be good. Mm-hmm. And they just worked on their cards and let me sleep till 7.15. And I'm so grateful. And today's going to be a good day. And I'm going to get her in bed. I'm going to like get her in there cuddling with me, which I did. <laughs> and... But... It's really like, it's back to like stupid fucking, like half glass full versus half glass empty stuff. Yeah. Where gratitude trumps strife or worry or anxiety or fear ultimately. Or I feel like we're getting to that point where anything hard, any challenge, we're imagining as a cue to cue the good stuff. This hard stuff is here. Okay. Where's the good stuff? Like those two are so interchangeable. They're so hand in hand. They're so like yin and yang. Like anytime we like yeah. rolling our eyes or like ugh or whatever, we just try to think this is good because. So what was this is good because for you this morning? Um, I was like, this is good because she's getting her feelings out. She's acting authentically to her needs. Um, this is going to be a really good Mother's Day story someday. <laughs> <laughs> this is reminding me that the hard stuff is the good stuff, which is amazing. And then later I got to realize that like we had that moment of disconnect and then that made our moment of connect even stronger when she really did climb in bed and show me what she made and talk to me about it and then say I'm going to go draw you some more hearts and run into the kitchen and draw some more and then bring them back to me and she's alive oh. and you're alive exactly and you have a partner who's alive you know but that's we're, the thing I feel like we're all alive right you, now I know, but it's pretty fucking you, amazing you told me this earlier you were like <laughs> As I was sitting there with grandpa and grandma and mom and dad and us in the room, I was just like, no more people can enter into my world. Yeah. Like, I'm no done. one else. I'm done. <laughs> I've reached my limit of it people that I too care much. for. It's just, it's hurting too yeah. much right now. Yeah. Um, Never. Why would we love more people that we can lose? Because this is so terrible. Yeah. Literally. Like point of crisis. I was feeling the same thing, Cal. Yeah. For sure. Where do we go from here? I'm grateful that we have this moment after today to to riff. I don't know if anyone's listening or cares. I know that many of the people listening are friends and people we care about have lost people and have gone through traumas and can connect to this in some way. But on Mother's Day in itself, it's like it's such a you know, heavy holiday. Like some people, like they love it and they drink mimosas and they get a massage or go wine tasting or whatever. And other people literally are like crying and screaming in a pillow because they lost a mother, because they lost a child, because they can't have a child, because, you know, who knows? Like such a loaded holiday. It's all the good things and all the bad things as any holiday should be. It's hard hard stuff. And you and I are not sentimentally like, connected to mother's day or any um kind of art artificial like lovingly artificial holiday like today but days like today um really make me think why the fuck not why the fuck not have a day where we're just reminded to say i love you i value you thank you i'm grateful i'm here i see you and can we be doing that despite the day, not just because of it, for our fathers and our grandfathers and our grandmothers and our friends 
partners. And our partners <clears throat> and our children. And try to cultivate in a small, small semblance of what a full holiday is for everybody every day. You know, and that's the feeling I get. I remember this in Barcelona when we lost our aunt, that feeling of just cut through the bullshit. Cut through yeah. the bullshit where it was such a pure, raw pain and gratitude and awareness where it just became pure whatever it was it was everything and I was like oh my god like, I never want to this I never want to yeah. lose sight of it because it's such a guiding light where I'm not you know annoyed at what Alex is doing and I'm not rolling my eyes at having to put shoes on my kids again when they know how to do it themselves or like being like oh I want a nicer car than I have right now or Your oh my god pretty shitty it is. It's pretty, It's like, it doesn't get much worse than my car right now, but The still. handle broke off the other yeah. day. Um, but, you know, or just being like, you know, having these hopes for upbringing, being like, we, you know, we've got these ideas and these plans and, oh, we on Mondays and what the fuck, who cares? Let's just be grateful about it. And that grateful isn't going to, the gratitude rather, isn't going to like hold us back from achieving. It actually can propel us forward. And that's very counterintuitive to me. To think that letting go can move me forward. Yeah. And like, what is a loss of letting go of someone that we love so much like our grandpa? How can that move us forward? Believing that it will and that it can and that it does. It's a big leap of faith. I'm so stuffy. I have to blow my nose. I've just been crying too much. I'm really glad this isn't a video series right now. (laughs) That's all I can say. Bless you, podcast. Oh, no. <clears throat> uh, I think the video series might come back, though. Yeah, we're we're planning something, but shorter, shorter, thin sliced. It should be fun. Snappy. Yeah, but we're moving and grooving. But family first, as yeah. I hope all of you guys are honoring to it the best of your abilities. And we're just thinking about you all and feeling, feeling the love of just the collective experience of of love and heartbreak and how those things are so intertwined and how it's always all the things so we're definitely feeling that pretty strongly tonight Um, but as always we would love to hear your thoughts on our little twin talk empowerment thing tonight whatever that's going to become we'll see Um, so get in touch DM, phone, email or through our website upbringing.co And lastly, you're doing an amazing job. We're so proud of you. Yes. And we're right here with you, taking steps to better understand ourselves, our kids, and one another. So thank you for being here. We are all growing up together. Till next time. And now for the lullaby portion of our show created in the hopes of inspiring us all to get creative and personalize our song singing experience with our kids or just fucking sing a song with your kids. (laughs) (laughs) The best lullabies are the ones that get shit done for all of us involved. (coughs) Excuse me. (laughs) And it takes breaking out of the lullaby culture, at least for us. Yes. And grabbing hold of our roots, our authentic music happy place to really get in it and feel connected. I feel like this is especially important for those of us who have some reticence, some shame, some uh, 
I don't know, some baggage around singing out loud in front of other people, even our babies, and um, not just any lullaby, but especially the songs that are our souls are wanting us to sing. That sounds super cheesy, but it's fucking true. And so this is us letting it all hang out in the hopes that being off key, being vulnerable, just being real and enjoying the process of singing can encourage any of you listening to use your own voice and enjoy the process um, with yourself, with your child, with your partner. Um, yeah. So what do you have this week for us, Kelty? I'm sorry. I'm so like, <laughs> you're so sniffy, so sniffy from crying and That's okay. allergies. Sorry. Um, I think this, the song that I chose is pertinent, not just to what's happened with, um, with grandpa passing away today and his and grandma's relationship and us as parents and having to n- navigate these like relationships with our kids and also my anniversary coming up this week. Yeah, 17, 17 my, years? Yep, my kiss anniversary, yeah. which is all we really celebrate. Wedding schmetting. Yeah. yeah. Um, but this song we learned in a Portuguese class together. Was it freshman or sophomore year? Probably sophomore year. Yeah. Yeah. No, no I don't it was know. freshman year. Yeah. <clears throat> so Justin and I took this Portuguese class together, which we called pork and cheese and our anniversary is coming up and it's just making me think about it. Like I talked about in the episode and I like to sing this song to my kids. They love it because they don't know what I'm saying and it's calming and lovely and you're happy when you sing it. I am so happy (laughs) and legitimately happy. And it's like many of our lullabies a lot faster in reality. And then we kind of slow it down for the song. Um, it's also really perfect for this episode of the hard stuff being the good stuff and of our house being a guest house, this life we live in with the all the things welcoming them. Yeah. It just It's parenthood, it's partnerhood, it's just humanity in general. Yeah. So Chico Cesar, A Primera Vista, mm-hmm. At First Sight. And I like the call and response vibe of it too, mm-hmm. which is life. Like call and response with anyone in your life. You were calling, you're responding, they're calling, and they're you're responding, and it's it's that beautiful exchange and the opportunity. Yeah. What are we gonna say? How are we gonna respond? Yeah. So a little bit of the English. I'm gonna read through a few of the examples from the song, just for so those of you know. who don't speak Portuguese or can understand Kelty's Portuguese, which you haven't spoken in quite a while. Probably pretty bad by yeah. this point. Yeah. So a few little clips from it. When I had nothing I wanted, when everything was gone, I waited. When I was cold, I shivered. When I had courage, I called. When the letter arrived, I opened it. When I listened to Prince, I danced. <laughs> I think a lot of this is like just past tense, preteritu, work. Preteritu. Yeah. Um, when your eyes shone, I understood. When I grew wings, I flew. When you called me, I came. When I realized I was here. When I found you, I lost myself. And when I saw you, I fell in love. So... Those are some of the things for the song, but are you sighing because you're tired or because you actually want to hear it? Both. Okay. Thanks. I'm going to put you to bed in like five minutes. Okay. Okay. I'm going to sing. Please do. Okay. Quando não tinha nada eu quis Quando tudo era ausente esperei Quando tive frio tremi 
quando eu tive coragem liguei Quando chegou carta abri Quando ouvi prensa dancei Quando o brilho entendi Quando criei asas voei Quando me chamo eu vi Quando dei por mim tava aqui Quando eu achei me pedi Quando vi você me apaixonei Amara Zaya Zoye Zaya Zaya Aí em Kanuman Oh